Welcome back to Maiden March. Today is Monday, February 15th, and we are coming at you seven days, so exactly a week since our last recording. We're a little bit better than last time. What was our last break? Eight days? Eight, eight days. So, yeah, we set the bar low, and we barely outdid ourselves, but we did. here we are. Um, and we actually have some breaking news to start off the podcast, but before we get into it, once again, make sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Maiden March Podcast, underscores between every word. Alex, would you like to get into the breaking news? Yeah, so we just had some uh, big news drop about two hours ago in like the middle of the Virginia-Florida State game. So uh, five-star freshman Jalen Johnson, uh, he just announced that he was leaving Duke for the remainder of the season, and he's going to prep for the NBA draft. Yeah, I liked how um, in, the, in his release it said he was quote-unquote opting out. Um, to imply no. maybe COVID things or yeah. something. Opting out is at the start of the year. If you have like family who are elder members that are that you're worried about getting COVID, you could have opted when out. you when you decide to not play the last month of the season. That's quitting, in my opinion. Hundred percent. And it's fine if he wants to do that. And he and he just came out and said, "Hey, I'm quitting because I don't think I can help my stock at all by staying here." If you say that and come out about it, sure, I won't love it, but at least it's I can respect the decision that you're making for your future. But yes. saying you're opting out, I don't know. That's kind of getting Seems a little bit like a lie. I don't know. We don't know what he's going through, I guess. You never know. Something could, something could be happening behind the doors we can't see. But from the outside, it looks like he quit on Duke because he was A, not a starter, B, not getting as much minutes. I don't even know what his average yeah, minutes were per game, like 10 or 12 or something like that. In their most recent game against NC State, he played eight minutes. Jeez. And yeah. so Jalen Johnson is a big five-star recruit. I'm sure he cannot be pleased playing eight minutes. Absolutely not. Especially, Especially for a team that's pre- 500, too. Yeah, he's playing on a subpar Duke team, and he's trying <clears> to <throat> go to the NBA draft and be a high pick, and him playing on playing eight minutes a game on a mediocre team is probably not boosting his stock. I saw um, I saw a funny tweet that was like, uh, it said something along the lines of, how long do y'all think it'll be until Coach K's back starts acting up and Duke forfeits the rest of the year? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Very but, indicative of his previous kind of comments. Yeah, but... I think Coach K is enough of a man to not yeah, obviously I agree. do that. Yeah, I agree, I agree. But I just thought it was funny. But, you know, Jalen Johnson, he's making this decision for himself, which I can respect. But, I don't know, when you say you opt out of a season instead of quit with about mm-hmm. a month ago, it just doesn't sit right with me. No. It just doesn't sit all that well. It doesn't. It really doesn't. But we'll see what he does. I don't know. See if, see if he – well, I think that'll hurt his draft stock more this season than before. So coming into high school or out of high school, okay, he coming had a super out of, high drive Coming stock. out of high school, Yes. Yes. But I don't I'm see how this. this I don't think how. No. Yeah, I don't think this decision will hurt it in and of itself. We'll see though. He's still gonna be a high pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, that's the uh, big breaking news we got for you guys. So we'll start our recap off on Tuesday, yeah. February 9th. There was, a, there was a good slate on Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll start off with some SEC action. Alabama squeaks out a close win against South Carolina, only winning by three points on the road, and this game was tight. The entire way. Yeah, the line was like Bama negative six. six, And I think you said, Alex, when we were looking at this, when you said this seems like free money to me. And I think we all kind of agreed. I mean, Bama had been hot. South Carolina, I mean, they're nothing to write home about. They're a very much under 500 team. Yeah, they're uninspiring. Uh, But Bama barely squeaked out a win. So I'm going to credit South Carolina on that one for playing their hearts out. And that was the first pin to fall on our ideal parlay for that day. I think that was the first game, and it did not hit. Yep, and one thing with Alabama this game is they look like Marquette out there turning the ball over. 22 turnovers. That's pretty impressive to still win with 22 turnovers, no yep. matter who you play. <laughs> yeah. And they let South Carolina get 15 offensive boards. I mean, 
that's going to happen with Alabama. They're going to have nights when they turn the ball over a lot just because of how fast they play. They're always running True, up and yeah. down the court. But this one for the almost passes. got out of hand for them. Yeah, yeah. it was close. I'm, they had a nice little final two or three minutes that kind of sealed it away for them. But it was it was a toss-up for about the entire game up to there. So. Yep, then uh, Q's mode picks up a big win against NC State, just like to mention them because they're a bubble team, I'd say, right now. 11-6 and six after that game, so they're firmly on the bubble, I'd say. I think it would be fun <laughs> As to is tradition. As Q's is tradition. on the bubble. What's new here? Q's has been on the bubble, I feel like, for five years. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I love seeing Q's in the tournament, though, because they are a tournament team, whether you like yeah. it or not, they're a tournament team. Bayheim, when he's got that murder on his mind, you know, they're a tourney things team. Things can happen. Things, special <laughs> things can happen. <laughs> Uh, Michigan State picks up a much-needed win against Penn State by two points behind Tito's 20 points. He's played back-to-back. Yeah, he, nice he's games been playing Michigan all right State. lately. Yeah, Michigan, I'm not going to cut him too much slack, though, for beating Penn State by two. Yeah. Although Penn State has pulled some sneaky good upsets this year. so Two bad teams. Yep. Then Arkansas beats Kentucky by one point. This was also another incredible this is a great SEC game. game. Great game. Wesley, uh, no more Connor Vanover slander. He had what twelve points that game. He did. Yes. Not incredible. Not gonna blow you out Above of the water. Above fifty percent from the field, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but Arkansas, they still lost the rebound battle by a decent amount, may I add? Yes. And they're going to lose the yes. rebound battle every game. That's just something that is going to happen with Arkansas. They're happen. small, aside from Vanover, who's seven three, but a stick, a stick, and uncoordinated. They it's can't, all. they can't get any rebounds. So Arkansas is going to have to beat you in some other ways. Not transition. Off the glass. I think they're a transition team. Yes, and they're turnover driven. Probably yes. was a good way to put it too. So, but they're a fun team to watch, and just like to mention, they are now ranked. Yeah. Number 23 in the country, new to the rankings. Or 24, is it? I think it's 24. 24, sorry. yep. 24, new Hogs to the rankings. At 24. I don't mind it. I actually love it. Then we got number 13, Texas, uh, barely beating K-State by three. Wow. Texas has been looking a bit shaky as of late. They really have been. They have. You know, ever since Shaka Smart got COVID and he, you know, had to do Step his extended away. absence, I mean, he's back now, but yeah. they really have not looked the same. I mean, remember what Texas looked like maybe a month and a half back against Kansas? Yeah. Well, they beat him by 30. Yeah. I mean, that Texas team looked like a team that could cut down the nets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was, but this this game came down to the wire. And this Kansas is, State was, this is a bad Kansas State I mean, team. what have we called them all year? A D3, D2, 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 D2 school. At least, probably D3. D2 minimum school. D2 minimum. It's, it was way, way, way too close. I think that, was it Texas hitting like a couple clutch? Matt Coleman hit some free throws at the end to kind of seal it. Not surprising. Matt Coleman's a dog. Yeah, I think Texas made like, they were like six or six of eight or eight of eight for their last like free throws. So pretty much Matt Coleman's got ice in his veins. That's pretty all much. you need to know. Yeah. Texas got the win, but it was ugly. Big Very time hard. ugly. Then another uh, Big 12 game. We got 14th ranked West Virginia going on the road and knocking off Texas Tech for the second time this year. Correct. I think we all had West Virginia covering in this mm-hmm. game, and they more than covered, beat Texas Tech by 11. And they were without Taz Sherman, who I absolutely raved about last on yeah. last he's been He's podcast. been hot recently. Yeah, and Fair obviously, note. you know, Deuce got his, like he always does yep, for 20. West Virginia. And Sean McNeil got I, the starting role. I was going to say, sniping. Sean McNeil, he stepped the hell up with 26 points. He's, but things like... He's kind of flown under the radar for West Virginia because he's been a great shooter all year and has kind of just slid underneath yeah. Derek Culver. He's a solid six Deuce man McBride. Yeah. yeah. I think he just, I, I he's mean, a I very guess. good complimentary piece. And they need that, like, consistent shooter from outside kind of mm-hmm. because they're kind of a front-court-driven team, I would say. So 
with Derek Culver, I guess, being their main piece. So it's a good piece to have for West Virginia coming down the stretch. Yeah, West Virginia is absolutely spooky. The more I watch them, the more I think they can make a Final Four it. Elite Eight. Absolutely. Run. Final Four, I think I would go. It was still- Elite Eight seems like something that would almost not be expected, but honestly, by attorney time, could be expected. It was just crazy. Texas Tech, 14-5 and five team at that time, was ranked 7th in the country. That just shows you the Big 12 has got some players in it. Yeah, they're, they're most definitely. Stacked. Then Creighton goes on the road and beats Georgetown behind Mitch Ballack's four threes and 14 points. Pretty comfortable win there for Creighton. Yeah. That just about wraps up the uh, games for Tuesday. Oh, you forgot to mention one. The Johnnies go down oh, to man. Butler in overtime. That's yeah. just embarrassing. I mean, that's one that I thought was free money. It was Butler plus two against the Red Hot Johnnies. I thought the, I thought it was a lock, more or less. And, and it was looking like a lock for most of the game. The Johnnies yeah. were up 10 most I of the think, game. I think the Johnnies were at one point up like 33 to 15 or something Butler like that. got hot at the end, forced overtime. Yeah. And won, mm-hmm. and not only won, but they covered that one. That's a bad beat. They won by three, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, they did. Mm, bad beat. Bad beat. Especially, was, I think it was a two-and-a-half line, too. Johnny's. Yeah, it was. So, <laughs> unfortunate around the horn. Yeah. Just, you hate to see it. But moving into Wednesday's game, starting off with some Big East action. Providence at home defeats UConn 70-59. to James Booknight, I believe, was not, yes, correct, he was not, not playing active. for this game. Man, they've been, it's kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf. Like, we've been expecting him back for quite some time now. I swear reporters said, like, a week ago. I heard the same report. James Booknight will... Expected, Pos- expected to, be back. to be back either yeah. this game or some. I don't know. It was supposed to be sometime soon. We're a yeah. week. We're already a week into that, and I don't know. Yeah. Faulty statement, maybe. Indiana, though, on the road, picks up a needed win in double OT against Northwestern, seventy-nine, seventy-six. They pulled a pretty big comeback. I feel they like did. I think they were down like ten at one point in this game. That's needed because at this point in the year, the way Northwestern's playing, that would be really bad optics to lose to them. I think. Do you think Indiana's <clears throat> on the bubble right now? They are a bubble team. I think. I think they're on right the right now, side of the bubble. In. Yep. I'd say they're but, barely in. But yeah, I'd that would have that would have probably made them an IT team right there. With <laughs> yeah. that so or that loss if they would have lost that one, but squeaked it out. Um, Virginia on the road gets a classic Virginia win, 57-49 over the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. I mean, that's the most Virginia exactly. win of all time. That's in the dictionary right there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so they're so annoying to watch. It's but they they win games, I guess. They're annoying good to win watch. For Virginia. But uh, Virginia. I gotta say, player on Virginia that maybe is not growing on me talent wise, but growing on me as far as fun to watch is Kihei Clark. If you guys haven't seen him recently, his hair is fully grown out, and yeah, he's kind of fun when he has the ball in his hands. He's a little short. He's not that great. He gets blocked a lot, but he is <laughs> shifty. And he's got nice moves. And he's got some, he's got good passes too. Yeah, he's not a shooter really at all. He just loves taking it to the rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to watch. At he's five, a, seven, a rack attack at five seven. Is he's not rare. five seven. He's at least he's five, like eight, five, five eight five nine. Five, nine. He's five nine in the books, but you know they all lie about that. That's, that's yeah, so true. Yeah, that's it's a, they give you an inch or two in the books. Yeah. Uh, classic Big Ten game here, but Iowa finally gets it done against a top 25 team, defeating Rutgers 79-66 at home. You know, this game was a classic game of, you know, who shot the three ball better. And Rutgers shot it very poorly. 21%. Iowa shot it pretty well. What was it? 48%. 48, yeah. I mean, that's the difference right there. Joe Wieskamp and Jordan Bohannon combined 8 of 12 from 3. So, 
that'll win you some games. Those are their two best shooters. They need to, and CJ Frederick was also back, noted. Yep. Limited minutes, playing 17 minutes. Still good to have him back, though. Still good to have him back. I agree. They they need another shooting presence. Yeah. And they need something, someone to be consistent and other than... as far as Rutgers is concerned, I mean, this loss obviously dropped them out of the top 25. Do I think that that was necessarily deserving? I don't know. Probably not. But I'm not worried about them by any means. Yeah. I don't know. They're a seven-loss team right now, yeah. so... Well, so is Wisconsin. Fair. Yes, Wisconsin. That's so right. Notably, <laughs> notably right. no, both very well. Well, one's ranked and one's not. One being Wisconsin, I guess. Yes. So, <laughs> we'll see how it comes down at the end. Uh, Tennessee gets a win at home over Georgia, 89-81. Tennessee still does not pass the eye test. Whatsoever. And it's proved <laughs> later on that this is true, but... They're just they're another difficult team to watch. Like I don't know how they're gonna play each night. They yeah, could score, I think they could they could win scoring fifty five and then look at they won scoring eighty nine today. You know, being a Tennessee fan, I think would be really frustrating, I, especially with the expectations fans too. Yeah, same kind of thing. Especially with the expectations preseason, no doubt. Just have to mention this one: Villanova beats Marquette by thirty two, ninety six, sixty four. <laughs> Tough scene. That had to be mentioned. It's <laughs> had to Jeremiah be. was absolutely splashing. Yeah, my boy, JRE. And uh, Alex, this is the first year in a, how many years since Marquette hasn't picked up a win against Nova? Four or something like that, did you I, say? I want to say three years in a row. I, I could be wrong. Still yeah. impressive, given how good Nova's been the past couple yeah. Of years. Yeah, fair. Although Marquette's been tournament teams the past years, and they yeah. had a tournament You're not years. wrong. Correct. Uh, but, uh... Kind of a surprising upset, but not really considering how we've seen Ole Miss play recently. Ole Miss defeats what Missouri by 21, 80 to 59 at home. This is mind-boggling because Ole Miss is not a good mm. team. They were coming off a win against who? Tennessee, maybe. I think it was Auburn. Tennessee. They oh. beat Auburn and Tennessee. They beat yeah. they Tennessee right. 51 to 50. I remember that for sure. And so, so then I saw the line here, and I think Ole Miss was favored. Uh huh. They were. They I were penciled favored. this one in as an easy Mizzou to cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I I know that Mizzou is not that good, but Ole Miss has just been picking up wins lately. I yeah, don't know what's have. gotten into them. I, I don't know what's in the water down there in Mississippi. They turned it up, though, and it's at the right time because I think they're right now they're probably in the tournament right what's now. What's their record? They're 11-8 after that game. They were 11-8. And they're, I would say, kind of... And a, they picked up another win against South Carolina over the weekend who gave Alabama some problems. So I would right now I would have Ole Miss in the tournament as probably... That's kind of bold. I don't know if I would. in conference... I'm not sure what their with wins over Mizzou and Tennessee was looking like. With wins over Mizzou and Tennessee, yeah, I don't no, know. It's, it's it's not the worst take I've heard. It's I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I think they're on the right side of the bubble right now, but they're kind of heating up. So they're just yeah. a team to watch out for. And that was one of the games where when we give the phrase "Vegas always knows," that's right there. Vegas always knows. <laughs> I mean, that's all I need to say about that one. Yeah, uh, LSU picks up. This is a much needed win on the road against Mississippi State. Winning ninety four to eighty. That's just a classic LSU game. They scored ninety four <laughs> and win. Yeah. The other yeah. team scores eighty. Or you eight. could phrase it as they other give up team 80 scores points. eighty and, and they lose. Yeah. Like, imagine being a team. We scored eighty points tonight and we lost. That's disappointing. Um, Wisconsin on the road against Nebraska ball picks up a win sixty one forty eight. First half <laughs> was spooky, scary skeletons. I was pooping my pants with that one. It was scary. They were they were down for the first like fifteen minutes of that game. Yeah. And they still found a way to backdoor cover. Somehow. Somehow. Somehow, some way. Aleem Ford has been nice recently. Very. Very well, nice. Yeah. Although the only player in double figures this game was Johnny Davis Johnny with Davis. 10. But. You know, they grinded one out against gotta Nebraska. Win. They got to win. Shooting 32% from the field. Oh, Whoa, man. Yucky. Cover shooting 32%. Uh, 
That's impressive, actually. That just shows you how bad Nebraska is. Yeah, that's true. Hey, yeah, call, call, let's call them by their real name. Okay, it's Nebraska Ball. My apologies. <laughs> apologies. But, yeah, that wraps up the uh, games from Wednesday. So, uh, moving into Thursday, we'll start it out with uh, Purdue taking on Minnesota. It's always a great game, you know. You got Travion Williams and oh, Purdue yeah. taking on Marcus Carr in Minnesota. Minnesota, three-point dub. Travion Williams played well this game. He plays well most games. He plays well Let's most games, but I think, he, I think he has a very distinct advantage against Minnesota because Liam Robbins is he, a slight build, I would argue. Yeah, he's a little, kind of he's a little skinny. A little sorta. skinny, so I think he, Travion bullies him frequently. No, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Um, but I think the reason Minnesota pulled this out, one word, the barn. It's a tough place to play. It Minnesota is. at home is a good team. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Minnesota will fare in March Madness, per yep. se, or even the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. But all I know is that when Minnesota's at home, they, they can well. pick up some very nice wins. I, I think looking that. at resumes, these two teams are very similar, actually. Very, both, yeah. very similar. I think they're both 8-6 in conference, and they both have some quality wins on their resume. Which, yep. you know, in the Big Ten, that'll 100% get you a bit. Exactly, definitely. Gabe Kelscher shot 4 of 7 from 3 this game. I think wow. that's probably his best 3-point shooting game of the season. If they can get something remotely close to that. To any offensive semblance out of Gabe Kelscher. Every game, I think they're going to be doing well. Yeah. They're going to be doing very well. But that's a great win for Minnesota, and hope I kind of I really want to see them pick up some steam in, into the tournament. No, when Minnesota's game is on, they're actually a really fun team to watch. They're, they're High low too. combo, Marcus Carr, yes. Liam Robbins, yes. with other contributors, both gotch. We want to see. I want to see Minnesota make some noise in the yeah. tournament. All righty, uh, Kansas picks up that freebie that they needed against Iowa State. They win by thirty-three. Freebie, <laughs> so pretty comfortable there. It better uh, be freebie. We've got newly ranked USC taking on Washington. They win by 15. Let's get a quick Eric Stevenson check. Eric um, Stevenson, 1-6 from the floor, 1-4 for four from 3. Three points. You know, not his best line. That's probably why Washington lost. <laughs> nah, Eric Stevenson, that dude makes me laugh. <laughs> but this USC team, I think, could make a... A little bit of a run. Yeah, you're a big fan. I'm. I'm. That's the only Pac-12 team that I will watch is USC I with disagree. like openly. What do you? Who do you, who do you like better than USC? Out of the well, Pac-12? actually, I think I might like them most out of the Pac-12. I don't see them going anywhere in March. If I'm being honest, and so, here's yeah. why: because just because they play in the Pac-12, they play in the Pac-12. That's a guy. Well, if they get matched up against a, back. a Big Ten team in the first they're round, over, they're out. They're oh, gonna done. get out they're physical. Out. They're out. And it's gonna be I would argue a Big Ten or a Big 12. Even with the Mobley brothers, I just feel like the brand of basketball in the Pac-12 is weak. generally soft. Weak. Yes, it's except for ball. Colorado, who's not even a very good team. They're more dogs. But, but they are at least, like, aggressive out there. They're a sort little, of. some kind of dogs, I guess. Yeah, like McKinley Wright would be such a fun player to watch in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, he would be a lot of fun to watch in the Big Ten. But unfortunately, he's he resides in the Pac-12. Pac-12. <laughs> he can fill Walton not on the call, but... Yeah, Bill Walton. Let's vote all he gets. <laughs> Absolutely respects McKinley Wright. Yeah, that basically wraps up the games for Thursday. Didn't have many great games that night. Yeah, and then moving into Friday, obviously Friday is a uh, kind of basketball down day yeah, for college typically. basketball. Um, just a game to mention. Illinois, sixth in the country at this time, on the road against the basketball, were taken into overtime. Win 77-72. Oh, I saw but, that. 
That'll get your heart beating. Yeah. Yep. That will get your heart beating. Thankfully, right Io stepped up and hit some some pretty big shots down the stretch. As he always tends to do. Northwestern. Yeah. Or Nebraska. And then the only other mentionable worse. game, maybe, is Clemson defeating the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech, 74-72. <laughs> you just wanted to excuse to say the I just wanted to the Georgia Tech. It's one of the most fun team names to say, but that's really all that we have from that day. It's kind of a uh, Friday's kind of normally the Ivy League day. Yeah. There was no idea. Oh, 100%. So <laughs> that's, that's all we have from Friday. All right, moving into Saturday. This was the exact opposite, a huge slate. Oh, All yeah. the Saturdays these days are pretty big slates. Now yeah. that the season's really getting into really the nitty-gritty. Yeah, exactly. We started out the morning with Ohio State taking on Indiana. Ohio State, they're on fire. They jumped up to fourth in the country. Mm-hmm. And they're only proving they deserve to stay there. And, uh, Alex, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Justice suing for Ohio State. We really haven't mentioned him too much on the oh, podcast. Yeah. He's kind of he's really slender under the radar these this season. Yeah, because Ohio State has honestly four really good bigs. They got Liddell, Kyle Young mm-hmm. suing, and then Zachy off the bench is yeah. also. And if you count uh, is that Justin Ahrens, well. Justin Ahrens, yeah, the, the he's a I think he might he's be a as a guard. He's a, is he a guard. He's, he's, he's more of a guard sort of. He's, he plays like a guard. Cause he's on the on yeah. The league, he just but. stands on the perimeter really. But Ohio State, they've got so many contributors. It's it's fun to watch. CJ Walker and, and Dwayne Washington are just a great guard combo, I think, for them. And they don't they, they know their role. They're not gonna do anything in crazy. Mm-hmm. And it really does help that they're both ninety percent free throw shooters down the stretch. Because yeah. you've got two guys you can give the ball to. Honestly, I think around ninety percent. Be hard pressed to find a reason to not like Ohio State at this juncture. And mm-hmm. it's you know what's crazy? They lost Caleb Weston and Andre Weston the Weston Brosom last year. They were those, that was a huge loss for them. And they lost DJ Carton. And they got lost DJ Carton, and they got better. They just replenished. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, I think it's a credit to the culture that they've kind of built there. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, FSU survives a scare against Wake Forest thanks to a Scotty Barnes layup yeah. to force OT. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is... He's so nice with it out there. He, so is Raekwon Gray. Yeah, that dude's huge. Raekwon Gray He's is massive. a... He is a linebacker playing point guard. <laughs> Basically, he's, he's he's literally a linebacker. He is like <laughs> six foot five or six something. Like he's not that tall, but he's like two fifty. He's like a he's like a shorter shorter less athletic Zion more or less. What he is, but he is he's wait fun. he plays point guard. No, he he's listed as a forward, but he he but throws he, the ball. Yeah, up. he brings the ball. Thirty yeah, percent of the time, he brings the ball up. But he's fun to watch when he goes the hole. I love. I think that's my favorite player to watch on Florida State for sure. Alrighty, and then we've got the uh, battle in the MVC. Loyola absolutely destroys Drake in the first meeting, winning 81-54. to 54. Yeah, this one was just a blowout. Yeah. Proves that least. Loyola deserved uh, where they were at, to be yeah. honest. We were kind of questioning. I think we were all kind of just... I was like, I was like, not necessarily doubting it, but I was like... Do I, I gotta it say, over Drake? Because didn't Drake expect had, it, yeah. Drake had arguably the better resume, you could say. Yeah. So... It was like, well, oh, let's see. But it was a, this, it was, proved it. That's a statement win for Loyola. Statement Absolutely. win. And they needed that bad. Then uh, Okie State beats K-State by seven at home. What is this? K-State putting up two fights in a row yeah. as a D2 school? That's wild. <laughs> rare. Very <laughs> rare, some would say. And probably the game of the day, Oklahoma takes down West Virginia in double overtime. A big F U to ESPN on this one, though. Yeah, yeah, we need to just... Give the obligatory screw ESPN because they this put this on, put ESPN, this on ESPN, Plus. ESPN Plus. This is terrible. How do you do that? So, Okie State and 
Kansas State was on ESPN2 or ESPNU, one of the two. It's literally only because of Cade and ESPN's love for Cade. Yeah, no, you're 100% this is, right. This is total, like, monopoly of the market by ESPN because <laughs> literally, they, I guarantee you, they probably got 100 people to buy ESPN Plus to watch this game. Probably more than that. Smart business move. Smart business say. move. Or they got, or they, or they got have a, enough money. Or they got a hundred people to buy a free subscription and then cancel right after the game. You never really know. Yeah, real. But I just wanted to profess my love for a player on here that I've talked up quite a bit. But I think he's one of my favorite players in the nation, Austin Reeves. He's a dog. I love watching him play. He can pull up from anywhere. He's a dog. And, and he's, he's clutch, too. Yes, he's he's clutch. Although that one game when he missed, like, three tip-in lamps in a row, he won. Okay, yeah, that's but, that's, but that's a tip-in, and, you know, he should have made it. I'm not going to lie. It was, like, but three chances. But he was since then. Ever since then, he hit some clutch shots in yes, that game. Yes, 28 points. I mean, mm. come on. Double he's, overtime he's, game. He's the, key to, he's the key to Oklahoma. 100%. Unfortunately, obviously, we can't I don't have ESPN. I do not So I was not able to watch it. But just based on the stats, it looked like Derek Culver absolutely dominated the paint. But uh look like Oklahoma's guards led them to victory. So I really Unfortunately, I, I would have loved to watch this game. Yeah, no, I was I was rather disappointed when I saw that I was on ESPN Plus. When I was checking all the channels before all the games started, I was like, and then You we, gotta be kidding me. And then we sent out a rage tweet. Yeah, yeah it was a rage tweet. <laughs> but this happens like every year, at least a few times a year that they always do this. It's Most just definitely irritating. And we got Big Blue Nation beating Auburn by two. And I just want to point out this game because obviously Kentucky can only get in the tournament if they win their conference tournament. Auburn, obviously, they're banned. But B.J. Boston, saw some highlights, absolutely dropped two dudes on Auburn and splashed two threes in their face. You know what? B.J. Boston has upgraded from Gumshore to solid bench player. I'm going to go further than that. B.J. Boston has has gained my respect as a man. Okay, Jalen Johnson decides that he wants to opt out or quote-unquote opt-out, a.k.a. quit on his team. No, no, no. B.J. Boston's more of a man than that. He's on a losing team with a losing culture, and he knows that pretty much nothing he can do can really raise his draft stock unless he absolutely balls. But guess what he's doing? He's handling his problems like a man, and he's staying there and finishing it out. I'm now, by the way, guys, a BJ Boston BJ fan. Boston fan. I'll only slander him if he plays like really, really horribly. But he's been playing actually like under the radar. He's been playing well for the last three weeks. And he, and he, like I saw something he tweeted out like a few weeks ago where he's like, "I don't need anybody uh, making excuses for me. I need to be better." Like he's just he accepts personal responsibility. And I don't know if I'm getting diving too deep into this, but BJ Boston's made me a fan. I'll just say it. Do I think he's a great basketball player? Not really, necessarily. I wouldn't I don't draft think he's him. A top five pick I, ever. I would not. I don't think he's a lottery pick. I wouldn't draft him. But I'm a fan of the way he's handling his situation. Yeah, fair. Given his given his situation, yes, he's handling it very well. Uh, Texas knocks off TCU by fifteen, and then we had a. I don't know. I wouldn't really consider this an upset by by any means, but uh, LSU beats Tennessee by thirteen. I don't Vegas think anyone here is really high on. Tennessee. No. Think but I wasn't high on LSU really either. I know Wesley. Yeah, Wes likes LSU. But um, Wesley, your boy Cam Thomas, he really lived up to the reputation that you gave him about getting to the free throw line and making him. He was 11 for 11 from the stripe. I know. He's a, he's a 93 or 4% free throw shooter, and he gets to the line like James Harden does. I mean, it's insane. That's the kind of guy who's going to be good in the NBA. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's he's obviously probably he would be a James Harden. He takes a lot of shots, gets to the foul line, plays absolutely no defense. Yeah. Wow. This is just his game is primed for the NBA. Primed for the NBA, mm-hmm. not much. He's just for not college. nearly as good of a shooter. 
obviously. Yes, yes. He shoots a lot, but he makes some nuts, nuts threes, but he can't make the easy ones. Then we got Iowa absolutely blowing out Michigan State by 30 after Michigan State kept it fairly close in the first meeting. Yeah, yeah. the only notes I have for this game were LOL MSU, so they're not making the big dance, at least, unless they go on a tear. Imagine this. Luca Garza scores eight points for your basketball team, and you win by 30. He got injured, I believe, he in that did. game, didn't he? He got whacked in the mouth or yeah. the face or something. Yeah. But... They won by 30 with him scoring eight points. That's all yeah. you need to know. That's... When Luca Garza goes out of the game, yes. he must have got whacked pretty hard because that dude's tough as nails. He's tough. He, he gets a bloody lip. He's bang. He's back in like the next series or whatever. It's crazy. Uh, Alabama absolutely destroys Georgia. They scored 115. Against a Power 5 team, may I add? And not a joke Power 5 team. Georgia's not a joke. So... Very good shooting night for Alabama. 64% from the floor and 60% from three. You know... Alabama can do this to teams. They absolutely new. can. That's just, I can't even, like, fathom that. 60% from three. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. And then uh, more SEC action. Upset that Charlie mentioned earlier. Arkansas takes down Missouri. This is the game that dropped Mizzou 10 spots. Almost, almost. And it's the game that got those hogs ranked. Yep. And Connor Vanover it. Back at it again. I, I like this team. I, but I, I can't believe that the hogs avoided the rankings for so long. I mean, they're a 16-5 team. Like You say that, but they actually did deal with some struggles kind of in the middle of the year. They oh, started yeah. off really hot, yes. but like they were really on nobody's radar. Like They That's were undefeated true. for a while, and then they kind of lost a lot of games. So they're, they're, they're back, back on the upswing now, oh, but back. I can see how they evaded the rankings for such a long time. They're for sure back, though. I'm all I'm I'm a huge hog supporter. Although Luke arguably is Luke the biggest be, hog supporter yeah, of all Numero Uno of the Hogs. Then uh Creighton goes on the or actually at home and they beat Villanova very handily. Yeah. And Wesley, you said Mitch can have those games. Six oh, yeah. of eight from three twenty points. Oh yeah. yeah. Mitch Once Mitch again. has had these kind of games like five times a season and if he's doing that, Creighton's winning most times. I'll recycle my opinion on Creighton. They're not a team I would ever pick. To win a game in March Madness, most likely, um, unless they draw a nice matchup in the first round. And they're never a team that I would pick to go far. They're never a team I would put money on because, in general, they're just not that good. Yeah, sure, they'll win one out of every five nights against a good team when Mitch Ballack goes six of eight from three. But, in general, this this is not a very good grading team. I would say don't let this win fool you. Like, just, of course, the the episode after, I just slandered the mess out of Creighton. Mitch Ballack just decides he wants to have one of those nights. He also, just decides it. Also, Zagorowski's starting to play a lot better. 10 of 18 from okay, the floor, 25 points. According to expectations preseason, he's not playing that well. I mean, like, well, he's, yeah. Okay, I'm if he would have done that preseason, I think people would have been happy if he did yes, that. But yes, that's, yes, why yes. I, that's why I think I'm starting to like Crane a little bit more. It's because Zeg's looking like. It's fool's Zeg gold, man. It's fool's gold. And also, just for you, Charlie, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 3 of 13 from the floor. How, how do you play versus Marquette? Quite good. That was also against Marquette. Though. Okay. Marquette is, Marquette is kind of a uh, Mickey Mouse kind of team. They're, so. <laughs> They're Mickey Mouse college basketball Nine team. 9-12. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers takes down Northwestern. Pretty much expected. As expected. Yeah, as expected. Most Gonzaga definitely. absolutely destroys San Francisco. Also to be expected. <laughs> Rather expected. <laughs> Virginia takes down North Carolina 60 to 48. Another classic Virginia game. Yep, they they always seem to score right around 60. Yeah, UNC could not buy a bucket that game. 
and I've noticed that that's a trend with UNC in the games they lose. They shoot really poorly. I shot twelve percent from three. When's the they last? They can't make it. When's, when's the last time UNC shot over thirty five percent from three? I, I, you, I don't. I don't think against it happened Duke. this season. Oh, against Duke, Duke they did. Right. But that was was actually hitting. Like that was fourth. lucky though because UNC yeah. in general, whenever they shoot a three, I just know it's not going in. When I'm watching their games. And that's a yeah. huge issue because that's an easy defense to play. If, if you can just force the three, yeah. Yeah. it makes no everything kidding. very, very easy. Uh, UCLA picks up a close win against Washington. Stevenson, two of eight, five points. You know, they're not going to win games with him scoring five It's, it's what we've <laughs> almost come to expect out of Senor Stevenson. <laughs> well, what is Washington's record? Uh, three and 15, oh, I think. They're a meme team. They're a, I think they should be <laughs> Are we going to add them to the wall? No, teams? dude, they're not a meme team because yes, Stevenson's... Yes, they are. But Eric like, Stevenson is the leader. Yeah, he is the he's meme. the captain no, of the, the meme team. He's the conductor. He's the goat. He's the conductor of the meme, of the meme team hype train. I mean, come on. He makes the meme team. I think he, I think they're, they're, they're on the wall. They're I, on the wall. Dude, I have too much respect for Stevenson to label his team. I mean, this team. is a full 180 from last year when I was like team Eric Stevenson. Unironically, by the way. I was like big on Eric yeah, Stevenson last year. Because like, you heard he was going to be the next Ron Baker. And he dropped like three 20-point games in a row for Wichita State. Against poopy teams. And <laughs> then gold. As a sophomore, I don't know. Fool's yeah, gold. obviously <laughs> fool's gold. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but... He's buns. I just, <laughs> but it's it. He provides me so much entertainment. He's the conductor of the meme team. I trade one hundred percent. But he provides me so much entertainment. Like I see a Washington game on, boom! I just follow him on the screen. I don't watch basketball. There I watch one, Eric Stevenson there was play one sports. Game when he was just <laughs> full prime Eric Stevenson, he had like two straight turnovers, and he was and like they bricked a three, and he was like doing that. He was running out of bounds to save a ball, and he <laughs> threw it over his head like a million feet in the air. It was so funny. He threw it so far it went like out of bounds on the other side of the court. It was hilarious. oh man. Just classic Eric Stevenson. And he's just a goofy-looking guy, too. He just doesn't look like he belongs in the court. I don't know. <laughs> Whatsoever. It's funny. I check stat lines, and the first thing I do, boom, Eric Stevenson, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yep, uh, more Pac-12 action. USC beats Washington State by 11. And then another Pac-12 game late at night. Stanford beats Utah. Just like to mention this game because Stanford is on the bubble as well, I would say. Yeah, I'd say they're... Yeah. Probably on the right side. On the right side of the bubble, I would argue right now. It's too. close. It's close, yeah. Fair to mention. And that wraps up the games for Saturday. Yeah, and then moving into Sunday, a quite disappointing game here. Michigan defeats Wisconsin 67-59, to but the Badgers were up for a good portion of this game. Yeah, honestly. They played very well, and then in classic fashion, crapped it away with the last six minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'll give credit to Livers because he played really well. Yeah. Um... But here's who deserves the most credit, and it's not a player, okay? It's, it's coach Howard. of the year, Juwan Howard. I mean, the adjustments that he made yeah. after falling behind early in that game. They were down 8 at half, and they outscored Wisconsin 40 to 20 in the second half. That, if that's not adjustments, I, mean, yeah. I don't know what is. It could also be, okay, give 80% credit to Juwan Howard, mm-hmm. 20% to what the hell, Badgers scoring 20 points in the second half. That's, yeah. ter- that's terrible. If Brad Davison is listening to this podcast right now, if you want me to like go in the gym with you and teach you how to shoot a basketball again, hit me up because you stink. Yeah, you can just. He's pull been up. broke for months. One yeah. for six from the floor again. He could like, show up to the on, Nick Brad. and we could teach him a thing or two because he needs the help. But um, a lean forward again though. Yeah. The spark again for the Badgers. Exactly. He was five for five from the field. Three in the for three half. from three in the first half. Like I, it used to be kind of a little bit of a joke. Like, oh, lean forward's having a four for five kind of game. 
but it's happened like four or five times this season I know. now. <laughs> it's kind of a necessity given the way Brad D is playing, but I don't. I think his shots need to go to Olim. Yeah, but Nate Reavers one of seven from the floor. Tyler Wall one of four. That ain't gonna win you games. Yeah, absolutely. And also, Potter's minutes just appear to be going down and down. Well, about a week or two ago, it was Potter's minutes were up and Reavers' minutes are down, and all of a sudden, Guard has hit the one eighty Uno reverse card <laughs> here, and now. Reavers is playing, like, 25 minutes a game, and Potter's playing, like, 15. Like, what's going on? I don't know. They're just trying to figure out what works, I think. And that's... Part, yeah, I they're guess. kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing if something's going to stick. They're Last one third of right now, nothing's sticking to that wall. Yeah. Last one-third of the season is not the time to be experimenting with lineups, I would argue. Eh, I would argue the way that the Badgers are playing right now, it's it kind of it. is. I mean, I guess, yeah. And I think it needs to all, start All with. in perspective. Dang near moving Johnny Davis into the starting lineup because he's been playing so much better. Than I could Brad. get I could get behind that one hundred percent. Throw Brad off the bench. I don't know with that. Yeah, he needs that. You I think guess that though. would light a fire under his ass. Maybe better. Better. <laughs> better. Oh my gosh, he's been playing bad. They need. They just need something out of him. Actually, you know what? If he was went zero for zero, it would be much better than what he's been. Doing Addition the last by two subtraction. Months. Addition <laughs> by subtraction. There you go. That would be way better for the team, but. Moving on, um, Drake gets revenge against uh, Loyola Chicago here, defeating them 51-50, to a complete 180 game. Loyola scored 82, if I'm not mistaken, in the first meeting. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Drake follows it up. This was an OT game. Let me throw this out. 51-50 yeah. to 50 in Credit OT. Credit to uh, John Rostein on this one. Give him a follow on Twitter. This is what we in the business like to call a rock fight. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot of buckets being scored there. It was a... Uh, Pretty ugly game. Yeah. I think a two-bid Missouri Valley is looking very promising. You're thinking Loyola and Drake? I think those are really the only two guys that got I'm starting. I'm beginning to kind of buy in to that. What about, are we still on the two-bid Mountain West? I'm on two to three-bid Mountain West. Mountain West is still really good. Bro, imagine a three-bid Missouri Valley. That's only happened in, like, Wichita State's days, dude. It's not happening now. Well, you look at Loyola. They're ranked right now. Drake's just outside the rankings. If some Cinderella team like, I don't even know who else Bradley? is in the MVC. Bradley Luke loves would them. probably go bananas if that Bradley happened. is not winning. But like low key, yeah. there's a chance. And remember, UNI was favored to win that conference preseason. They almost lost to Co College. They are not winning. That. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. It's that just shows Missouri Valley's got some talent because I don't because UNI is not very good. But. <laughs> I don't know what they saw on you and I other than AJ Green in the previous. I guess it was AJ Green off, is still. They, a it was sniper. based off previous season records yes. too. And you and I was quite good last year, so I guess I see where they're coming from. But later in the night, um, Notre Dame defeats Miami seventy-one sixty-one. Just a game to mention, and then Maryland uh, at the home at home against Minnesota wins seventy-two and fifty-nine. Minnesota off their. Told you, dude. Maryland is. They've they're t- a turning team. I've said I kind of like the way they play as a team. They're eleven and ten though. It's a tough team to get behind. I know it really is. They're gonna have to kind of rattle off some wins towards the end of Big Ten yeah, play. But that's a good start. You don't think Maryland could make the tournament? You're not giving them I any think chance. It's a chance. There's a chance. I would say they're on the outside of the bubble right now. I would say definitely. A, I'll give them a slim, slim. Chance. I'm gonna give it a thirty seventy chance. Thirty yes, seventy no. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm sitting at right now. That's fair, I guess. That wraps up the. Uh, games from Sunday and moving to Monday not too much today other than Florida State absolutely whoops up on Virginia 
Nothing has made me more happy than watching that. This was a game of runs. I mean, FSU got up like 18 in the first half, and then Virginia started the second half on like a 14-0 run, and then FSU went on like a 17-0 run to just extend. This game was over after about 10 minutes. Um, the only reason I really stayed tuned in was to watch Kihei Clark because love him, hate him. I'm, I lean a little bit more towards hate. He's kind of fun to watch. He had... What was that reverse just layup? Just like a jelly over had? ball set. Oh, man. He yeah. faked out like three dudes, and his hair was just flopping the whole time. <laughs> yeah, his hair is absolutely wild. It's wild. It is wild. I don't really think it's a good look. Oh, I disagree. I think it's a great look. Yeah, but the key was... Makes great. him look a little taller. Yeah, I, I guess. That he needs it, though. <laughs> yeah. But the key for FSU was Raekwon Gray again having another great game. Six attempts from the floor, 15 points. And MJ Walker, five of six from yeah, three. He was, yeah. he was sniping. If they can get MJ Walker to be to be hitting, it's scary. Because Florida State's a rack attack kind of yeah. oh, yeah. defensive-based team. But if they can get some shooters behind them like they had last year, unfortunately no tournament, though. But, but they, they were primed for big sneaky. things. They were primed for big things. They were primed for big things, and I think they're primed again this year. And I would I love so to see a deep... Deep little Florida State run. Also, just another uh, FU to the Big 12. We got Baylor, West Virginia canceled again tonight. And there was one 12. over the weekend that was canceled yep. as well. Big 12 is having some... Baylor, was it Baylor? Oh, Baylor. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it was. It I was. think it was on Friday or Saturday. Saturday. It's a shame. Austin so Reeves would have scored 45. Deuce yeah. McBride would have had a triple-double probably. <laughs> no, Derek Culver has the opportunity for a triple-double. Not Deuce McBride. No way. I disagree. Deuce McBride disagree. could get a triple-double. He would have to really catch a lot of boards, but... <laughs> I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. But that pretty much wraps up the uh, recap for this week, and now we kind of move into our games to look forward to. Super Tuesday, parlay Super Tuesday. coming out. Yep. First game is Providence on the road against UConn. UConn favored by 5.5. Do we like UConn to cover? Like, this is a game I can't bet on unless I know if... James Booknight's playing or not. One hundred percent. I agree with that take. I think if he's not playing though I like Providence to cover. I like Providence to cover. Even if he is playing, I kinda like Providence to cover. I probably would he's gonna be on a pitch count regardless. Most likely. I don't really know like what his injury fully entailed. Yeah, he's been out for a while. On his elbow. He's been out for a while though. Yeah, yeah. I would I probably be some o- sort of pitch count. I think it's his off elbow though. I don't think it's his shooting elbow. Then that, wow. He's been out for a while if it's an but, off yeah. elbow. We'll I don't know. Like, I kind of like this is one I don't feel super confident in. But if yeah. someone say gun to your head, I'll take Providence to cover. Fair. Mizzou on the road against Georgia. Mizzou favored by three and a half here. I've learned to not bet on Mizzou anymore. I'm probably gonna take Georgia to cover this game. Every line I see with Mizzou, I just think like, oh, Mizzou, they should be able to cover this, right, 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 and they yeah. never do. But, but I'm gonna take them again, Mizzou. I guess to really? cover. Yeah. I'm gonna go sneaky here and go with Georgia. Georgia. They've been keeping a lot of. Games competitive in the SEC. I think I'm gonna roll with you on this one, Wesley. I like him. I like him to cover here. Arkansas at home against Florida, newly ranked Arkansas, favored by five points. I think Arkansas is pretty hot right now. I like them to cover this game. See, I'm just disagreeing with you boys at every turn. I like I like chomp chomp in that one. Chomp chomp, Gator Swamp. It's not in the swamp though. I know. It's at Hog Nation, whatever the hell that arena is called. Probably have to roll with Hog Nation as well. Yes, sir. Hop aboard. Luke would be proud. I love the Hogs. Make no mistake. Moving in some Big Ten action here. We got Purdue at home against Michigan State, favored by five and a half. I like Purdue to cover this one. I like Purdue as well. All right, there. I'm agreeing with you boys now. Travion's going to. Welcome aboard. Beautiful. Welcome <laughs> aboard to the Michigan State 
Hate bus to the Michigan State is all aboard. I just, <laughs> I just think. don't know who's gonna guard Travion in that one. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna throw like five different guys at him, and none of them are gonna work. Nope. Fair, fair. God, Travion's a beast. More Big Twelve got canceled. Texas Tech hosting TCU was canceled. I swear, I don't know if like it's because it's always different teams. It's, it's always, always different one team, team that's it's doing Baylor. It. Baylor's got problems Baylor's right now. I think Oklahoma Te- like just got over their COVID. And problems. I think Texas Tech has problems too. If I'm not mistaken. Probably. Uh, I don't know. It's frustrating, though. It's very fan. frustrating because the Big 12 is... More frustrating as a player, I would assume, but as a fan, it's still frustrating. It's still quite frustrating. Yeah. From the coach, obviously. From the but coach. S- but still. The Johnny's favored by two points against Xavier at home. Johnny's being at home in this game. Johnny's won't fail again. I gotta take the Johnny's to come Me to too. That. Yeah. They will not let me down twice. <laughs> Illinois. Favored by 13 at home against Northwestern. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one. Because Northwestern took them to overtime on Friday night. Pretty big spread, yeah. I'd say I would take Northwestern to cover in this one, but I don't know. I'm just I'm taking on the it. fence. I, this is a bold pick, but I'm taking Illinois to cover I would in probably that have to roll with Illinois, but this is not a game I'm confident Nor in. am I, but I just feel like Illinois are going to come do out with twice. a little bit of passion. They're not they were embarrassed twice. by how bad yes. they slayed against them. A line I, I do like, though, Rhode Island against Dayton. Yes. Rhodey being three-and-a-half-point favorites. You like Rhode Island to cover on that one? I do one? like Rhode Island. I do as well, actually. Although the A-10 has been quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and it's unpredictable. Been very stinky. Very unpredictable, other than St. Louis has been a mediocre team, but, like, they had very high... Not not very high expectations, but quite high expectations. Richmond had expectations. very high Richmond expectations. Richmond had high expectations. Yeah. Man, Just Richmond, kinda, they really were a disappointment. I don't yep. think... I don't think... My yeah, oh my. Whatever A-10 team wins their tourney, I don't think they're winning the game. No. I just don't Which is a shame, game. because last year the A-10 was very fun to watch. They obviously had Dayton, but there were a lot of other teams that were turning bound. Yeah, it was it was a fun conference to watch. And that, that pretty much wraps up Tuesday's games. We'll get some Wednesday game in, games in here. Utah State on the road, and there's no lines out for today's games, let me mention. Man, I hate how they don't release the lines in advance. I hate that. Because you know what they want to do? They want to release the lines last second so they're not too garbage. Because yeah. people, if people bet on it when the line, two days before yeah. when the line's garbage. In big sports, they release it, and then like, like way before, and then the line sort of moves. But for college basketball, you're right. It is such like a volatile sport, and people like I think Vegas knows less about college basketball than other sports. Fair, although but like they've proved this wrong still, frequently. Yeah, still frustrating though. Yeah, it's still frustrating. But huge Mountain West matchup here. We have Utah State on the road against Boise State. This could go either way. I think Utah State won their first meeting, if I'm not mistaken. But I may be wrong about that. I think they've no, played. I think, I think you're right. I think they've played. I think Utah State is current. Are they the leaders of the Mountain West? I believe yes, because Boise State's had a little bit of a tough stretch. Yeah. In the Mountain West, I like Utah State to. Bless you, Alex. My bad. <laughs> I like Utah State to win this one. I think I had a bold prediction that Utah State wins a tournament game. Yeah, you did. So you're really all aboard. I'm all aboard the Utah State ship. train. I like both these teams. You yeah. know, I'm a big Mountain West guy this Two year. Two big Mountain West um, is... I'm, I'm rolling hopeful. for some revenge for the Blue Court Broncos. Give me Boise State. I would take Boise State as well just because they're at home in this one. Yeah. And some Big 12 action. I We just pray that this game doesn't get canceled. Yeah, but you know, we're just sitting on pins and needles over pins here. Pins and needles fully. Texas on the road against Oklahoma. Another <gasps> easy choice, Oklahoma. I'm going easy choice, Oklahoma, on this one, too. Texas has wavered. They have not looked great. They've wavered over the past... Uh, past week, week and a half, two weeks. Like I'll roll with Oklahoma as well. Bold pick of you there, sir. Syracuse on the road against Louisville. I wish there was a lineup for this game because I know it would be tight. 
I mean, I got Louisville in that one. I'm going to take Cuse. I, I got Cuse mode as well. Cuse mode. I haven't seen Louisville play in a while. Like, they're, Have they, they have, been dealing with COVID problems as yes, well? Yes, they've played 15 games this year. Okay. Yeah, they've I'm had sort their of last rethinking my pick ball. because they're probably not going to come out clicking as a team. Think about it. They have four losses, and one. I know one for sure is the Badger loss, but like, when's the last time they play basketball? Yeah, okay, give yeah, me Cuse. I'm, I'm sorry, I rescind my pick. I'll take Cuse because I just think that they'll be able to play better as a team given, you know. The circumstances. Yeah. The layoff for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Some A-10 action. VCU is a sneaky 15-4. and four. Let me throw that out there. Yeah. I may rescind my choice that if an A-10 team, whatever A-10 team wins a tournament, will lose. I think VCU could win a game in the tournament. Okay. VCU takes on Richmond, an underwhelming Richmond team. Richmond, Richmond's only played 15 games. What's the record? 11-4. So they've oh. had some incredible COVID issues, too. That's crazy. Richmond's got enough talent where they should be better than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll take Richmond. I like Richmond as well. Yeah, I'm going to take Richmond. They're the more too. talented team. But I don't know how long they've been off. 15 games, is that's nothing. So yeah, that's not too much. It's kind of a wait-and-see kind of moment with that. Um, Arizona State, probably the most underwhelming team all of the season, arguably. Yeah, yeah no, they're in that, the conversation. Okay, Kentucky, with Kentucky. With Kentucky. Duke and North. All the Blue Bloods <laughs> plus Arizona State. Are in contention for most disappointing team. But they take on USC on the road. I like USC, whatever the line is to cover in this one, Arizona State is just Yeah, I think I do as well. Yeah. They're just not it. What are, by, while we're on this topic, what is Remy Martin's season averages? I know he dealt with injuries for a little while. Well, we haven't heard anything from Remy's him. Remy's averaging I, 19, two and a half boards, four assists. So basically only points. I mean, four assists is okay, but what's his shooting percentage? 44%. It's not bad. Okay, so that's really not bad. But for a guard especially, it's different for them. I would say that's not as good as people expected preseason. Wasn't he preseason All-American first team? Yes. Man. That's the I mean, and, and like, let's be team. real, 19 points a game, shooting 44% with four and a half assists, is nothing to scoff at by any means. It's, it's just not necessarily what was expected out of him and Arizona State as a whole. Yeah, there I don't know seven what they're doing. Seven and nine deal. basketball team. They have Josh Christopher. Christopher hasn't been playing recently, nor has Bagley. Yeah, so teams sure can literally just throw four them, guys on Remy Martin yeah. and say beat us somehow, some other know. way. I, I don't know. What's, I haven't really looked in deep to what's up with their team and their problems yeah. or whatever. Whenever I playing. watch them, Remy Martin's got two guys on him. That's the that's the team. I guess that's the defense they drop, and that's probably yeah. why they're seven and nine is because they yeah. have nobody else that they can go to wherever. Bagley it's kind of a shame. Preseason, I really like the Syracuse. I really like them. I too. really like them. But it I is what it is. They could have been. They really could have been something special. But yeah. You know, sometimes it's how the cookie crumbles. Kansas uh, takes on Kansas State. I, hope, I just want to mention this because I want to see the line on this game. <laughs> Trap game. No. Hey. Listen, listen K State's been playing decent K-State basketball. K State has been playing basketball. In state rivalry. Records out the window. No, not no, quite no, no, out no. the window. Uh, but just based on how teams are, are sure? playing, are potential sure? trap game. I'm not going to pick this Kansas one. is not losing to a D2 school. Let's not kid ourselves. The D2 school has kept games tight with other <laughs> D1 schools in the past couple weeks, so I, th- I actually can get behind the trap game potential. Game. Trap game potential, I can get behind that. Although I would not be surprised if Kansas just came out and won by 35 and whooped them. Yeah, I would not be surprised in the I don't think that would, I don't think that would surprise anybody. No. But a potential trap game is Tennessee hosting South Carolina. Okay, yeah, this is a potential trap game. Even though South Carolina's five and nine, they've played damn near the least basketball. They've played fourteen games. They only lost to Bama by three points. Yeah, yeah. And Tennessee is. Worse I mean, I'm going to take Tennessee in that game. Um, yeah, but, but it could be a fun line to see when it comes out. 
very Keep tabs very on that one. Potential trap game. Jaden Springer's been on fire recently. That's the one bright spot for Tennessee. So I'm gonna pick Tennessee. I'm probably gonna pick Tennessee too, but just potential trap game, something to something to look out for. And that wraps up the games to look forward to from Wednesday, and I think for the week as well too. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back sooner. Um, yes. If it's a week, it's a week. It's sort of those things, but um, yeah. We and are college students. We are college students. When life gives you lemons, you gotta. Yeah, yeah we got manage. stuff on our plate here. But uh, until next time, it's made in March.